Welcome to this podcast series asking the question, can art save us? I'm starting the first national and international conversation about courage and curiosity. What do these qualities really mean and why does it make a big difference to our mental, societal and democratic health? I talk to award-winning and diverse artists across the arts to explore these qualities in their lives and work, both to inspire and for us all to learn. I'm exploring why we need these qualities to help change the global epidemic of mental illness, loneliness, polarisation of our communities and even global conflict. If the arts cultivate courage and curiosity, I'm asking the question, can art save us? In season three, I had the pleasure to interview Shirley May, a highly acclaimed poet, writer, CEO and artistic director of Young Identity, Manchester's premier spoken word collective here in the UK. Season four is published on Windrush Day, marking 75 years of the Windrush generation arriving into Britain. And many of my guests in this season are directly related or involved in documentation of that story. Shirley has very kindly agreed to join me again today. Hello, Shirley, and welcome back. Hello, Paula. And it's nice to be back. Oh, it's it's such a delight. And I know that you are rushed off your feet, um, although happily with a lot of Windrush 75 events too. I wondered, Shirley, if you wanted to comment on what these events mean to you and why they're so important for the UK as a whole. Um, Paula, I think they're important because that generation of... Um, beautiful Caribbean peoples and people from the Commonwealth of that generation are dying off. And it's really important that their stories not be a part of the hidden history, but actually be a part of the development of Britain today. And so I think it's really important to sit with young people and people who just don't know the stories um, around why people came and what they came for and why they wanted to support England, which was called the mother country. Um, And I just don't want those stories to be lost. I think it's um, really important that those stories be captured, whether or not it's through poetry or prose um, or filmmaking. Um, It's a generation of people who are stoic and help to develop um, things like the NHS, um, you know, transport, um, they worked as cleaners. They worked to develop Britain after the Second World War, you know, where the country was absolutely devastated. Um, and so I think it's important that the generations to come, like my grandchildren and, um, you know, my my sister is already a great-grandmother, what those stories are going to be for those young people who don't know their grandparents who came or their great-grandparents that came to the UK. Yeah, absolutely. And this, of course, adds so much uh, importance, doesn't it, to your book, your collection of poems. She wrote her own eulogy, which, of course, was dedicated to your parents who came to Britain in the 50s. And For the listeners, the book is described as blazing with emotion and challenging all the senses, charting a journey from Jamaica. Shirley, I wondered if you wanted to say something about their experience and how you want to honour it. 
Yeah, I mean, there's two different experiences that um, that has not been um, discussed in the book. And one was I remember my father telling me that um, when he went to London and he ended up working for himself because of this incident, his experience of prejudice and um, and um, the racial tensions that were here because these different looking people were arriving um, was something that he would never forget. And my dad was a really personable person. I probably get my my um, personality a lot from him because my mum was very different from him. And he was a bit of a dancer and some music was playing in the factory that he was working with. And someone said to him, I think it was the foreman, oh, you um, Caribbean people love to dance. And he said, we do. And he said, oh, put the radio on and you can show us. And so my dance, my dad started to dance and um, the person fired him immediately and said, we don't dance on the job here. And no. it was something, yeah, yeah, that's what happened. But it was something that drove him back to becoming a businessman because he had been a businessman in Jamaica, but had come here because, you know, like all businesses, you go through ups and downs and his business was going through a down period in the Caribbean. And he came here and thought, he'll work for a little while, go back home, rebuild his business. But in actual fact, he ended up building a business here in the UK, which was around um, cooking foods. It, my parents were one of the first people to have a Caribbean restaurant in Mosside, um, actually in the house that they lived in. And... Um, and he later goes on to owning um, lots of properties and shops and um, a pillar and, pillar and cushion factory on Bland Street in um, Mosside. And so even though it was a bad experience, it became a positive experience for our family. Yeah, that's very interesting. There does seem to be a clear dilemma in this, in this extraordinary history of major and significant contributions uh from from the Windrush generation uh but at the same time there it, there is scandal absolutely because it wasn't plain sailing and um you know I was recently at the um Imperial War Museum um I've actually got a commission to write something for Windrush and um, for October time and um one of the speakers said it was really important to gather stories from those um elders who are now passing into the, you know, into a new environment, into into death, and um, but some of those stories, people don't want to talk about them because they were they were injured in the process of growing their families here. They saw uh, discrimination, they saw prejudice, but they pushed on through. You know, um, a lot of them, like my mom, and I was saying that my mother's story was very different from my father's, because she was um, an educated woman. Um, very different from my dad, who had struggled at school, um, but still managed to own his own business. My mum was somebody who wrote a journal. Um, I, I think I told you in the last podcast, you know, one of her poems is in the book is literally a found poem from her journal. Now, she was very um, much about um, making sure that the rights of Afro-Caribbean people here in the UK were... Um, she championed them, you know, and she worked with a man called Mr. Brooks to make sure that people had the right passport papers, the right citizenships, you know, um, because when she came, she came as a British citizen. But in the um, late 70s, early 80s, 
the government asked everybody to re-register um, and they all had to pay a fee to become a British citizen um, again. And there were people who just could not afford it and didn't do it. But my mum was one of these people who were strongly advocating for people to make sure that they were citizens. So then when the Winrush scandal happens a few years later, um, well, um, a good 20, 30 years later, where people are being deported because they came on their parents' passports, she would have been extremely angry about it because she was somebody who campaigned in our local community with Mr. Brooks to get people um, their, um, their citizenship. But they were already citizens, but were having to pay this money again having paid taxes, having worked really horrible, dirty jobs. Um, you know, it, it is a scandal, but it is also, when you look at Britain today and you see the multicultural um, communities in places like um, London and Bristol and Liverpool and Birmingham, and it, we still have our problems because people really see difference, but we are a different community with lots of dual heritage, beautiful children born out of... Um, those Windrush generations that came over. Yeah, absolutely. And that there's 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 no debate that the scandal, of course, is about deep injustice and serious breaches of, of human rights. But as you say, there is also a focus on what has been achieved against all the odds imaginable, let alone years later, this kind of entrapment with hostile legislation from the government. But focusing on the extraordinary achievements um, and the current celebrations to acknowledge what the, the Windrush generation uh, did and has brought yeah, and brought into into the country um, is is so important, isn't it? To engender the respect that's deserved. Absolutely. Um, I was commissioned by. Um, I was poet in residence at the Ahmed Iqbal Ullah Race Relations Centre in Manchester, and I wrote a poem about a woman called. Um, Louise Dacacodia, um poem is called They Came With Backbone, and it's about her experience of working in the NHS, leaving a family, leaving um, children behind and coming and becoming a nursing champion who ends up with an MBE. Um, I'd love to read a little tiny bit of the poem, if you don't mind. Oh, it'd be absolutely fantastic. Thank you. When the morning fills the room and the sky is endless in its blue, what does holding on mean? It's rooted in things familiar, like a hand that was not afraid of love and reprimand. It's in the things left behind, small trinkets given at special times. It's as if the purple blue and pink hydrangea spoke volumes of home and what women had to sacrifice, things left just outside grandmother's yard. And then I'm going to jump to um, a little bit that's about her at nursing school. Nursing school for her, the buses for him. She, a fledgling who would become an eagle in the NHS, delivering the children, the city's babies, pushing the boundaries, making people feel uncomfortable about the times they lived in. He drove the 192 
until purple, blue and pink hydrangeas layered his grave. It was the way of this place. They stood in their power and lived by grace. So many named after her, two decades and some, and she wears a gold medal the Queen gave for service to the rainy city and its people. That, that's that's really beautiful, Shirley, because it, it really stamps legacy, doesn't it? Absolutely. And that's what it's about. It's about remembering that actually, you know, this woman um, and all odds becomes a champion in the NHS for um, other black women and other women who wanted to go into midwifery and um, and the amount of children she delivered in her lifetime, she said she can't remember the number. Um, and she ends up becoming um, a senior nursing manager um, for uh, the NHS in, in Stockport, in Manchester, and in Tameside. And so she's a wonderful example of why the UK needed nurses like um, Mrs. Dakakodia. And... Um, and her husband, again, who also took on a role to work on public transport, they were the people who paved the way for our younger generation to be able to get into university, to get into college, to, to aim for even higher ground, to becoming doctors um, and lawyers and, and engineers and people like that, you know, as well as, uh, you know, the everyday worker. Um, they were the pioneers that said, you know, education was a way forward. Education is what will make a difference to your family, both here in the UK and back home in the Caribbean. What you're um, describing, of course, is is um, um, immense. You're talking about immense contribution. Absolutely. Um, and, and sacrifice. You know, some children were never brought to the UK because all of the immigration laws changed and they and it was... And it was a travesty, really, because, like I said, you know, lots of the Commonwealth um, gave service to the UK um, and the UK has used the resources of countries like um, continents like Africa and the Caribbean. And um, to then not be able to bring your children over because policies have changed and um, the borders were closed off to the Caribbean community um, was a travesty. And then to try and send people back after they'd served the country so long. Yeah, it, it, it is absolutely outrageous and it's heartbreaking that the harm that's been committed. Shirley, I know that uh, you literally have to fly out the door in about three minutes. So, um Apart from thanking you yet again uh, for your generous time, also just want to um, acknowledge and, and thank you for the incredible work you do at Young Identity and, of course, as part of that Windrush generation, first, second, third, fourth, fifth generations, all of you are continuing to contribute to the UK and to the world stage in a really meaningful way. Thank you so much for joining me, Shirley. Thank you for having me. Speak to you soon. Take care. <laughs>